guys, it's Dina and Lydia, and you're listening to Retweet. And this week's topic, we're going to be talking about mental health. Um, if you remember, we did do a mental health episode last season, but we're going to do, you know, a reprise, a re-up, um, and we're going to talk about, yeah, 2.0. Um, so we're going to talk about not only mental health, but also self-love, um, and then, yeah, I think we're probably just going to make it a lot easier to follow this time, so we're going to talk about self-love. Um, so like interpersonal mental health and then personal mental health and things like that. Also, our last episode got freaking copyrighted for whoever, I know whoever, whoever reported us. And it was you guys said we played Young Thug and it was the like, internet. It was the internet. So, so if you're gonna report us, at least, at least do be it for cultured. Val- at least be cultured. Actually, I'm just kidding. Young Young Thug is for the culture. Anyways. So, our guest today is my good friend Trask. Hello. So, Hi Trask. Yeah, so Hello. Yeah, you can introduce yourself, I guess. Say, I don't know, whatever you want to say. Like, what do you mean introduce? Like, just be like, hey, I'm Trask. Hey, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, you already what know what you do you do in school? What you do like, in what? Life? Yeah, like, what are your hobbies? What is your brand? My, are your DMs open after DMs, this episode? <laughs> my DMs are constantly open. <laughs> oh <my gosh>. So <laughs> Trask, Trask just graduated. Well, I did, did you? Gra- like you have well, like no, I'm not officially gra- graduated yet, but I am basically done my program. I was in my master's for political science, and I can just add that to the docket now. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he's smart. He's smart. So um, he has the credentials. Epi- yeah. And he mm-hmm. this episode, to back it. And you're interested. His DMs are open. You just heard that. So <laughs> sexy. <laughs> but he's actually sick. Okay, guys. <laughs> She's sick. Anyways, so where do we want to start? Um, I always ask you this. I know. I'm just like a mess. Well, um, I love, I love defining because I think that it's important. People don't really true. understand. I just like want all the words to make sense to people mm-hmm. while we're talking. What were your, what was your master's in? My master's was political science. Yeah. So like we're all people who um like know the vocabulary of like social science and poli sci mm-hmm. and not all our listeners, listeners like know the words that we're saying. So I think it's important to define them. Mm-hmm. Um, so like obviously when we're talking about mental health. Just be cognizant like everyone has a mental health. We're not like initially saying that you have a mental illness. That's not yeah. synonymous to a mental illness. Yeah, um, that's a, like very common misconception. Um, you have mental health, like you have physical health. Doesn't mean you have a like mental illness. Doesn't mean you have depression. But you can feel sad. Doesn't mean you have anxiety. But you can feel anxious. And those are all things that you need to like keep in check. And and since mental health has become a very big conversation, I think it's important for everyone to, like, keep, um, I don't know, keep tabs on how you're feeling mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's so crazy because I know for me, um, like, issues around my mental health kind of started when I was, like, 16. And even at my grown-ass age of being 21, there's still so many things that I logically understand. So, like, for example, going to therapy or talking to someone who might relate to me, et cetera. Like, these are things I don't particularly practice all the time, even though I know they should be practiced. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think about people, for example, like my mom or anybody who comes from, like, immigrant parents or just, like, people who have gone through so much and, like, how they've never been told that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so lucky that Twitter wakes me up and reminds me every day to go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, my mom or anybody else who's, like, been through so much, so much trauma, like, to think that they've never been to therapy, they never will go to therapy I would hope they would go to therapy. But I also don't think therapy is, like, a be-all, end-all, like, fix. Like, I feel like now that mental health is a very big conversation, people are always like, well, everyone needs to go to therapy, blah, 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 blah. But I don't think it's, like, I think therapy can help a lot of people, but, like, I don't think it's necessary. I think there's a lot of, like, self-growth and self, 
reflection you can do by yourself without a therapist because a lot of the things you do in therapy yes you learn like coping mechanisms you learn to unpack your own trauma and things like that but a lot of those things that you're getting in therapy you can get yourself through self-reflection i think Mm -hmm. so i i kind of agree but i also feel like there's certain things for example like if you're just like I hate how do like I you're it? delusional yeah if you not to say that you're delusional if you're mentally ill <laughs> yeah. but like obviously like you're no, Ill, like you're not mentally sound all the time yeah. like i know for me when i'm having an anxious moment like okay i'm anxious an ambulance ca- like uh drives past me i hear the ambulance like sound maybe my anxiety tells you like that's my mom my mom is dying like obviously that sounds like really illogical for me to say that but like at that mental state like i genuinely believe my mother is dying but so i think but what that's i'm more saying like is talking about like a mental illness or like an anxiety like anxiety as like you know what i mean like not someone that's experiencing it sporadically just because of like certain events you know what i mean like that's like does that make sense and I think a lot of time, too, we like to blanket term and blanket, like, problems with, like, how you're talking about therapy in particular. Like, we just want to throw something, like, just a one-size-fits-all for yeah, when it comes to people's mental exactly, health. Yeah. So we'd like to, like, like define our labels and stuff like that. But obviously, those definitions don't necessarily apply to everyone. Mm-hmm. And even, like, the coping mechanisms, all this thing, like, cannot be passed along from everybody to like be able to uh, deal with their mental health in that same fashion so Mm -hmm. everyone kind of has to approach it differently so like it's really sometimes difficult to deal with mental health like how to approach mental health issues because it's not a one-size-fit-all like you have to really get to know like the person and like what their needs are and what you need not necessarily what you need to do but how to better approach it from a self and like from a friendship or a relationship point of view yeah Mm -hmm. and like i also feel like like reliving your traumatic moments all the time in a therapy session could be kind of like i don't know for me at least bad like i yeah, don't know for some people that would be like a traumatic experience so it's you know not something mean? you can just yeah everyone can do like maybe for some people that's some good people, like yeah I think some people they just awaken themselves and then mm-hmm. therapy like first i don't think it's yeah i don't think it's a one-size-fits-all thing that's yeah. what i'm trying to say okay and i think we just live in a like a time right now where everyone's just like go to therapy but i don't like it just might not be for everyone and sometimes i think also that's a way for people to deflect the responsibility from themselves as like a friendship or relationship point of view is like oh you need to go to therapy because i'm not ready to want to help you with your problems because a lot of people don't necessarily want to put that kind of commitment into it because it's not just to have a one conversation then move along like this is something like you need to keep up with your friends like make sure they're doing well like not even it doesn't have to be them necessarily coming to you you can approach them to like constantly ask Mm -hmm. because obviously one conversation is not going to fix anything but I yeah. think also that's kind of the appeal of therapy is you're mm-hmm. talking to someone that doesn't know you. Exactly. Yeah, and that's I think, true. And it's also professional, right? Mm-hmm. So that's someone who has a degree who's able to help you. Um, I definitely co-sign like the idea that um, it can't be one size fits all. But I mean, all. yeah, like I'm not, but I'm not saying for me, like I don't know, like I definitely really push the idea of therapy just because mm-hmm. I think therapy, you know, in relation to health in general is kind of like a doctor, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously, like I get it. Like if you have a common cold, which I guess the common cold mental health is sometimes like depression or anxiety, having little moments of that. Not every moment of every time you're going to call a therapist. But I think that in overall, in general, like it teaches you so much about yourself. And Mm -hmm. there's so many things that you would have never fucking known about yourself because they're a professional. And they're like, maybe you should analyze this. And I think it helps you become more self-aware because Mm -hmm. when you have someone almost helping you through that, it allows you to notice more opposed to just having you by yourself. I just think like, I think it's good to like go to therapy and things like that, but I just think you shouldn't shift the entire responsibility onto a therapist to kind of tell you your own thought processes when you 
can do it your like not do it yourself but like a lot of things can be learned about yourself through self-reflection it's just harder yeah it's harder it's uncomfortable people don't want to do it um because obviously not everyone has like a support system to talk to and sometimes you don't want to talk to someone Mm -hmm. you know and i get that for sure um and with what lydia's saying too i think not necessarily just a professional point of view but from an outside point of view as well because there's a lot of things that people would be able to miss when it comes to that mm -hmm. self-reflection so when they're analyzing their own mental health they'll miss maybe some like a way to approach things a way to deal with something and something like a professional could help point that out or even just someone else Mm -hmm. like just getting that different point of view different perspective a bias free yeah exactly yeah Mm mm-hmm because that's you true. could easily come up with a lot of excuses for yourself for why that's happening, but from maybe a logical point of view, from like an outside point of view, like somebody can look at you and be like, no, that's not how you should approach this because X, Y, Z. And then you'll be like, oh, maybe you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So that goes up for mental health. <laughs> when you define Defining the that. term for like the th- a third of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things you also wanted to talk about was kind of the idea of self-care. So... Mm-hmm. Maybe self-care for you is going to a therapist. Sometimes it's not. Um, and mm-hmm. I think it's hard because I think there's a lot of talk about self-care just in general. Yeah. Um, we talk about self-care a lot on, like, Twitter and stuff. But it's hard because sometimes things that are, quote-unquote, self-care can sometimes seem almost, like, harming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's an example of that? I know for me, like, every time I, like, do something well, I, like, love to get, like, really good food. Oh, <laughs> and yeah, treat yourself. Like, uh, yeah, like, treat yourself. Treat yourself. But it's, like, not every day treat yourself. Yeah. But you know what sometimes I mean? you kind of take it to the, ex- like, not yeah. you, but they just yeah. take it to an extreme. Like, it's, like, I'm on my eighth mental health day of the month. Like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. Like, every other day is, I'm just, like, okay, I'll deal with it later. Self-love day. Self-care. But it's, it's hard because, like, like how do you – yeah, so what is self-care? And also, like, how do you, yeah, negate, like, how much self-care – I say that in quotations – you need too much. and how much is too much? I think self-care is anything that you're doing to better your mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, so not, like, ignoring, you know, impending problems or, like, things like that or, like, not necessarily doing a face mask or whatever people think. Like, yeah. if you like doing a face mask, then for you that could be something that's self-care because – you're going to take time for yourself. You're going to run a bath and do a face mask and do your skincare or whatever it is. Like, sure, that might be good once, but, that, but that's it's like, not tackling the real long-term mental health exactly, problems yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. So, like, say, yeah, so maybe your self-care is that you need space from other people. You need to be by yourself and reset. That's the actual self-care. And then whatever you're doing is just the icing on the cake. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So totally that's what I, I would say self-care is, is... And self-care is not always going to be nice, pretty, or comfortable. And mm. I think that's really important to understand is that, like, it's it not can just be that uncomfortable. Yeah, it could be the therapy session that you're crying for two hours, but you really need it. It could be, like, addressing, you know, something really, really um, traumatic. traumatic. Yeah. Or it could be something fun, like, oh, I have really bad anxiety, so I'm going to, you know, go do a yoga class because mm-hmm. they help with my breathing and stuff like that. That's something that's fun, but then also good for your... Um, your mental health so that could be a form of self-care but mm-hmm. yeah so def yeah just like not these empty things like i'm gonna do a face mask i'm gonna get a facial i'm gonna like drink a bottle of wine and like go to sleep it's like yeah what did you no. do though Ooh, the no. wine. yeah <laughs> we're getting down the dark path there. <laughs> no for sure and i think about that all the time because um like having this podcast and even like starting a youtube channel and like doing things i feel like i'm more 
productive and I'm doing a lot more work. So it's more labor, but I do feel like it is self-care because mm-hmm. it's like ultimately who I want to be and like what I would pros- want to prosper in. And it's also teaching you skills too. Exactly. Like good skills, like it keeps you busy, like it keeps you focused. So you're not only focused, it makes you hardworking. It makes you want to like perfect your art. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's giving, and it's also giving you an outlet to express yourself too. So yeah, like instead sure. of keeping things bottled in, like keeping your opinions, keeping your feelings bottled in, you're kind of just getting a way to express it. This podcast yeah. is definitely self-care. Yeah. It's definitely like it's giving us a platform. It feels like we're doing something productive. And I think when I feel productive, I feel really good about myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I think also you two speaking on so many issues too helps other people as well too. Oh, so not only you. are you guys yeah. helping yourselves. It makes but us feel you, good too. Yeah. You get some, like some people can find some relation to whatever you say or yeah. they can just even have like a time to sit down and just like maybe de-stress and just like even just listen mm-hmm. to the podcast. Yeah, no. And like it's so crazy. When I was in first year I literally just did school and mm-hmm. sure my grades were amazing and I liked studying like school but I wasn't really doing anything else other <clears> than <throat> school mm-hmm. so like sure I'm like having all this time to relax when I'm not doing class I'm like hanging out with friends a shitload because all I do is school I don't have a job <laughs> I'm like not feeding into any other hobby mm-hmm. and to some people that might be like self-care like you're having so much fun but like I was so sad because I just like mm-hmm. wasn't I felt like I wasn't doing anything in my life. You just had school and that was basically like what you felt your identity was. Yeah, and some people loved like going to school and like loved hanging out with friends. Like those are Mm -hmm. only two things they love doing, which is great for you, but Mm -hmm. like not for me. Yeah, Yeah, because you are a person that you have passions that lie elsewhere. So Mm -hmm. you are neglecting like say doing art or like Mm -hmm. taking like doing shoots or like other things that you are interested in. Mm -hmm. I think when you start neglecting those things that are like very fundamental to like you like and who you are then that's when you know yeah mm-hmm. so self-care y'all. sometimes it's work yeah sometimes self-care is work so, sisters yeah like. sometimes it's not just relaxing like even i hate like the overnighters of studying but like truly when that grade pays off like i think you like thank great. you so much that i did that cool, i'm so yeah. mother freaking happy because i really wanted this grade and i got it me when i procrastinate truthfully yeah and honestly like procrastination is the worst thing for my it is even though i like bad. do it like all the time but it's and just, like, even like the coping mechanisms too like where you feel stressed out with school so you're like oh let me just today is going to be my day for myself and then tomorrow i'm going to do work and then that just kind of repeats the cycle you're kind of yeah. damaging yourself in the end because next thing you know oh it's due tomorrow guess mm-hmm. what all your days are gone mm-hmm. yeah exactly so self-care I feel like I feel like you know it's Mm self-care if you truly think the outcome will be positive exactly if you know it's just going to like deflect your problems and make you distract and then it isn't really self-care is it Mm -hmm. right so wow let me just drag you all Listen and up. myself (laughs) yeah Yeah. we're all yeah we're dragging ourselves yeah um I want to talk about self-harm in a way we kind of talked about this before we started but like I feel like self-harm, people see it as, like, physically harming yourself, but you can self-harm or, like, have self-destructive patterns that are not so overt. And so, like, if you look at, like, things like drinking, spending money recklessly, um, having sex recklessly, if that's, like, not your prerogative, you know what I mean? Like, even in some cases, like, even overeating, too. Overeating, that's definitely a thing. Because, like, even stress eating as well, too. Yeah. Oh, There's so many, like like habits that are so bad that you need to like think about really um just consciously like if you cannot go one day without getting high like 
you need to like think about why right. that is because I feel like it's really normal for like especially for guys are like all like I feel like guys are always high I don't know why like a lot <laughs> like like, you just I feel feel like, like they're constantly like, like <laughs> I feel like I meet more guys that are like stoners than like girls I don't know why personally yeah. for me honestly I, I, I think agree co- with that like, I think coping they're mechanisms just like, are gendered for sure right yeah like, they're mm-hmm. just like shopping. let me roll up a backwoods like all the yeah. time I'm like every day like and shopping girls shopping a million times yep. it's like normal it's like it's just a girl thing but it's like is that normal spending all your money on skip the dishes exactly I do that. And falling asleep and, <laughs> and falling not getting asleep. it. <laughs> yeah, like, or, like, just, like, having a, like, messy-ass room, like, shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much little stuff that's, like, normal, but it's it's not. Even, you know what I think about, too, is, like, people, I think especially people who are our age, so, like, a younger crowd or even, like, teenagers who just, like, sleep for so long. Oh, where yeah. I'm like, is this puberty? Is this you growing? Or are you Lydia just, like, depressed? Harder. Like, you know, because it's, like, yeah. you're sleeping for 20 hours. Like, that kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah. So it's hard because all these things you mentioned are common things, right? Yeah. Like, we know everybody who, like, is stoned all the time. Stoned all the time. Everybody who, who like, drinks, drinks every all the time. Yeah. So uh, is it our responsibility <laughs> to ask our friends? What's yeah. up? I don't, yeah. I think for me, like my personal point of view, I think it really just depends on the level of friendship or relationship you have with that person. Like in some cases, like maybe it's not necessarily your business. For sure, yeah. And But like if it's someone that's close to you, like I feel like that's something like it's part of a friendship. Like you should be doing that because obviously if you want to be like close friends with someone, like you have mm-hmm. to be present. Mm-hmm. And if you're not present, then that's bringing up toxicity there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's just, like, so many, like, even, like, patterns that are, like, kind of, like, they're positive habits, but it's, like, you're doing it in a way that's making it, like, toxic, Mm -hmm. I guess. Like, people that are, like, very, very, very obsessed with fitness to the point where it's, like, they go to the gym, like, three times a day and, like, they feel bad if they, like, eat something. You know what I mean? Like, shit like that. It becomes a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's, like, yeah. So, just, like, Definitely things in too much quantity can be damaging. Like, you need a balance. Mm -hmm. And, like, you really need to look at your own patterns. And I think a lot of the times we're aware of our patterns and we're just, like, I'll deal with it later. Mental health is, for me at least personally, something that I always push to the the back back burner, burner, to the side. And I'm, like, you know what? Like, I I know what's going on. But I'm just going to ignore it because I have more pressing things that are going on right now. And, and a lot I'm of people just, feel that you know sense I mean? of they don't also want to feel that weakness, too, that comes with mental health. Like, it's not necessarily that you're weak because you have mental health issues. Like, it's just, you know, once you approach that, you have to be kind of vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And even if it's not necessarily, like, one on, like, with someone else, like, even just approaching it yourself puts yourself in a vulnerable position. You're like, wow, why do I feel like this? And then things just start coming up. You start reflecting and then it just puts you in, like, maybe even a dark place mm-hmm. and then so it's just something that you kind of put on the back burner because some people just don't want to feel like that mm-hmm. so it's something that gets ignored and then it just ends up making the problems yeah. a lot worse no, like even true. things like keeping yourself super super busy like I I find myself guilty of this a lot like I always I keep myself very busy or like very st- uh, like stimulated like I won't just like sit in my room and like read a book like mm-hmm. I will like have to have something on so something stimulating me constantly I need to be with people like mm-hmm. I'm like and I've never been like that before, so I don't think it's a part of, like, an innate part of my my personality, but, like, I just, I think it's, like, a coping mechanism yeah. for just not wanting to deal with other stuff. Mm. No, for sure, and it's hard because um, I was listening to a TED Talk on how to identify mental illness within your friends, people around you, and one of the things the keynote speaker said was, well, is there any behavior that isn't normal 
to this person. And that's hard to identify if one, like you're young, because this person's just evolving into who they are. So mm-hmm. I don't know if this is just becoming who they are. And also if you just met them like that. Like, you know, like how mm-hmm. am I supposed to know that this person sleeping for like 24 hours a day is a mean depressed? I actually just think they're like that. So mm-hmm. it's it is very tough. It's very difficult to and, point out. Yeah, and also I think the whole um, idea I see this a lot on the internet, especially with men, where it's like making moves in silence or like you know you're reaching <laughs> to the top without anyone helping you and just like by yourself. I think as much as it's not directly uh, addressing mental health, I think sometimes it's like the mentality. For me, it is like the mentality. It's like when you're struggling with something, you don't want to tell anyone because you just want to win in silence. Yeah, you don't want to and it's be glorified. seen as weak. Yeah, and it's like glorified mm-hmm. to like go through a bunch of shit and never have told anyone. It's like, man, he didn't tell anyone what he was going through and now he's on the top and it's like, is he on the top? Like mentally, he might not be there because mm-hmm. maybe his physical success, like maybe this person has attained a degree, lots of money, but it's like, what did they do to do that? At what that? cost? At what fucking cost? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because even for me, like there's so many things that I want to do and a lot of that requires me actually being by myself. A lot of it requires me like being at home editing or like whatever. Mm. But that requires me also being isolated for a very long time yeah. throughout the week. So is that positive? Not always. Sometimes mm. it is. It is. Sometimes it's self-care for me because I feel productive. Mm-hmm. But I mean, teach sometimes It's just also like you're editing, you're doing all this work, but next thing you know, a week's passed and you haven't really hung out with a friend or exactly. you've gone out to do something that you enjoy doing and besides obviously just sitting there and being busy. So then it kind of, at what cost is your success there if you're just isolating yourself or... And if you're on top by yourself, mm-hmm. to be honest... So, yeah. Can't have an empire if no one's in it. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Bars. No, it's true. And, like, truly. Yeah. And and the thing is, is, like, mental health is so tied to people around you. Mm -hmm. Because whether you have no one there, you have toxic people around you, like, it will innately affect your mental health. Mm -hmm. I have the best mental health when I'm around, like, people who love me. I love them. And it's just, like, positive vibes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Especially even once you remove that toxicity, too. Like, you can even just feel the quality of your own life. Like, even the quality of your own mentality just kind of, in a sense, improve. Like, maybe not Mm -hmm. immediately, but over the course of time, you see, oh, I'm surrounded by good people now. Like, we've removed that kind of toxicity. Mm -hmm. Like, you just feel great after that. Yeah. And you can, and once you recognize that, like, it's just such a good feeling. Mm -hmm. Seriously. <laughs> I know what it Are is. Are we talking about someone specifically? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rag them. But yeah. But yeah, that's so a good true. point. Toxic people. How do I identify them? Because I, I like... too have been called toxic. <laughs> Dina just uh, called herself toxic before she even started this. I think I have toxic traits sometimes. I think, I think everyone, everyone has does, toxic yeah. traits. I know, but, but you know, have you guys seen those things on Twitter? And it's like, what's your toxic trait? And it's like, I love too hard. Like, bitch. <laughs> I, I think that's, that's so stupid. That's, that's not real. Like, you know their toxic trait is. It's not really toxic. No, like, it's like that's not your toxic trait, says your toxic. It is when you're maybe obsessive. Yeah, they're probably just they're, that was just code for them being possessive. Yeah, because those are probably the same people who won't like let their significant other like exist without <laughs> looking at their phone. Like, oh, you're you're looking at your phone too long. Let me read your messages. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, I true. just love you so much. Nah, you're obsessed. You whack. Yeah, that's so true. I wonder how like being in a relationship would affect like mental health. You know what I mean? Oh my oh, god, I it think affects it's, your mental health like, like crazy. I think I, it's like I, crazy because it's a more one-on-one. It's very like more intimate it's and like more a very, personal. Yeah, it's versus a very like, like you're you're it's not codependency, but it's just like it's like a there's way a vulnerability more vulnerability too. It's yeah. intimate, it's vulnerable because that person knows you differently than your friends are because they see a different side of you. Yeah. Versus what your friends because the way you act in a relationship isn't necessarily you're gonna act with your friends because I don't think you're gonna necessarily like be that kind of intimate with like your friends. Well, some people are, but like, <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of your like, I don't want to say worth, but a lot of it mm-hmm. is expressed with your partner, right? Like, mm-hmm. you are the best 
know, girlfriend, boyfriend, you were like the sexiest person on earth. Like it makes you feel good, right? Yeah. Yeah. And but it's like they tell point? you, ever, like, especially when you're like in the courting like phase or whatever, like the, you're hmm. dating. The honeymoon We're phase. Church. Like, yeah. Like the, <laughs> like that phase. It's like, they're like bigging you up, like telling you everything that you they feel like amazing, about right? you. And it's like, you don't really get that with friends. You know what it's I mean? It's a validation thing. It's a validation thing. Sure. thing. And, like, you get sure validated you... by your partner for sure. And sure, you compliment your friends and like you validate them, but like with a relationship, it's just something different. Like, it's on a more intimate level. Like, just some of the things you say to your significant other, you probably wouldn't say to your friends sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, true. especially if you're like having sex with your partner, right? Like, you're having mm. sex with your friends. Yeah. Well, like, unless you're a friend of benefits. Yeah, like, we don't judge benefits. here. Like, we're here for whatever kind of relationship you feel is good for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so I also wanted to talk about just being part of kind of marginalized groups and then also dealing with mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether that be, you know, being the child of an immigrant or whether that be being black, whether that be being a woman, whether that be being gay, being part of the LGBT, anything, I kind of want to just talk about, like, how those certain things affect how, not only your mental health, but how you go about dealing with it. Because you're obviously brought up in certain, um, I guess, groups. Mm-hmm. So, like, we are, me certain and Lydia. Environments, yeah. yeah, environments. And me and Lydia certainly, like, we both grew up in, like, immigrant, Habasha, Christian household households. So, you know, when conversations come up about mental health, then obviously you're going to go about nav- navigating them in a certain way. Mm-hmm. But then also those circumstances affect your mental health in a certain way as well. Yeah, yeah, it's like habits. Sure. Habits you pick up based off of the experience you have in your respective community. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Yeah, I think for me, um, like kind of going back to the first point I made, it's like issues around my mental health started when I was like 16 really badly. And this is like a point in my life where I was really, really, really involved with the church. Like I was in youth group all the time. I like had convinced myself I was going to marry a pastor's son. Like I was very. Amen, sweetie. You know, like it's just, it feels like a different person, but it was very different. And um, so at that point in my life, you know, I'd only hear, like, if there's an issue, one, there must be a cause. And then two, if there is an issue, you must pray about it. Mm-hmm. So I remember the first time I was, like, having this depression episode. I, like, locked myself in my room. I, like, prayed, which I don't think does not work, by the way. No, like, yeah. I do cosign praying still. Um, and I was, like, going to write everything down. I was, like, okay, hey, what do I think this is a cause of? Or why do I feel this way and what is the cause, sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm like writing everything down. And like, whoa, like everything I said was just delusion. <laughs> like I, by the end of the session, I had like came to the conclusion that like my sister was a reason I was depressed. Um, <laughs> she's a reason I will never succeed. Like it was just like, it was just the complete opposite. She's like the reason I'm so happy. But like it can really make you feel that way and believe mm-hmm. that way yeah. and I'm so glad honestly that just makes me think of <laughs> the meme of the guy with the wall full of like all these things like, like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, connected yeah, yeah. with each other like that's like what I'm thinking no and that's the, what happened. all of a sudden guess what your suspect is your sister yeah no exactly that's literally what happened and so <laughs> <laughs> like thank you god I live in an era of the internet and I was able mm. to google all these things I was like why do I sleep for so many hours? Like, why? Like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And to learn that I had depression, to learn, like, all the things that I could do to solve it. Obviously, not solve it, but, like, help with mm-hmm. my state. Mm-hmm. That, like, helped a lot. I don't know what I would have done without the internet because I didn't want to talk to anyone about it. I tried bringing it up to one of my youth pastors. They were not about it. They told me to mm-hmm. pray. And, you know, prayers work, but you need conversation. Some people yeah. need medication. Some people need therapy. It doesn't. That's kind of bars. Yeah. <laughs> Some people 
people need conversation. Some people need medication. Yeah, me. Yeah. Um, you know, like some. It just like it. Like we got. Like we said before, it's not a one size fits mm-hmm. all. So it in the really same way that it's not always prayer yeah. for me, it's not always therapy for someone else. Like you have to switch it up. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. But I think yeah. So like discussing that with my family, like sometimes there were times where I would like go to school with my winter jacket and just like lay in my bed with my winter jacket. My mom would open the door and be like, what the fuck? Like, why are you like laying in your bed with your fucking winter jacket with your hood on? And like, she would not understand. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like she wouldn't understand. And like, it's hard to explain things to people that don't understand. Because you fully don't understand yourself as a teenager. And Mm -hmm. this isn't like, an only narr- like a Lydia narrative. This is a million people's narrative, and I, I tell yeah. the story, and everyone empathizes. And I also think with the parent thing too, like it, they won't be able to relate because they're not necessarily living the experience we are as our youth now. Like their yes. their like youth was very different from our youth too. So the way you may explain it to like say your mom, mm-hmm. um, she might not understand it because she can't relate to that. So she would look at it and be like, what the hell's wrong with you? Mental health issues are not new. Like, they're They're not not new. new. A lot of your parents are struggling with, like, depression or post-traumatic stress disorder who came from freaking, like, came to Canada as refugees. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. it's just because we didn't address it. And they just, they they didn't address it either. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the only difference. But I don't think talking about mental health, people, like, are so dumb when they're like, you know, we're just like all, everyone has depression, or like just because we talk about it, then that's like why people are saying they have depression or anxiety and whatever. It's like that's literally so dumb. Like you are stupid. <laughs> you are stupid. <laughs> Nothing. Just like like it's no. I'm sorry. I'm not even talking. I'm not even saying words. I'm, just, <laughs> like, I'm so just. But yeah. Like you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But depression and anxiety and mental illness is not new. Yeah, I know no, it's, it's not. not. It's just like we we got really I think we got really lucky to like come into university at a time where like I don't know if university's always been like this, but they just really they talk about mental health a lot. Yeah. I think it's also just based off of the commercialization of mental health too is that it, what Hashtag they have it talk. they have it all mm. over like the media like not necessarily just like news and stuff like that but even just you go on twitter you go on instagram you go on facebook you go on snapchat you just see so many things mm. about mental health and uh, even a lot of companies like <laughs> capitalize on it too like you see just like even yeah, yeah the commodification yeah the commodification. they see it's trendy it's like feminism right yeah, yeah. just yeah, like when you have like pride month come along and all of a sudden all these companies switch it just for the month and then guess what they make their money off of it and then the issues are pushed back to the back burner after that mm-hmm. yeah, yeah no for sure so yeah i guess enough my point as an immigrant child coming from christian parents i'm also really lucky because i'm the last child so like when these issues arose like one i had the internet and two i had a sibling that i was able to confide in mm-hmm. that was actually educated on the matter already to kind of give me like guidelines and like the directions to where i should go mm-hmm. which a lot of people do not have so mm-hmm. i'm like always always grateful and like i recognize that privilege mm-hmm. for sure but yeah, Trask, how do you deal? <laughs> how do I deal with my mental health? Or how health? has it affect, affected you as, like, someone who is a marginalized person as well? Me, it's not necessarily that, like, it, it's not, a, like, my self-worth or, like, um, just, like, being insecure about co- that kind of stuff. But just, I just want to know, like, how do people look at me, too? And that's just something that constantly makes me think, like, am, 
like what am I showing off as I'm outside like in public and stuff like that too like what do people see when they look at me and that's just something that's constantly on my mind too and I think for me too it's not even necessarily just identity as well it's just even just like my professional life too like you just see so many people that Mm -hmm. are succeeding just for the privileges that they have as well Mm -hmm. so you see that and it puts a lot of pressure on you too I just feel like there's just constant pressure being a part of marginalized communities to deal with your mental health because all these people have privileges they have ways to succeed they have ways to feel good they have ways to like they can just exist peacefully well mm-hmm. i feel like marginalized communities are just constantly living with pressure mm-hmm. like oh, even for if sure yeah like even if you don't think so like you just even just walking down the street like the experience of like maybe a black woman very much differs from the experiences of a white woman too so that pressure exists with you too because mm-hmm. you could walk down the street and have someone say maybe the n-word to you versus mm-hmm. like a white woman doesn't really have to worry about that besides like being a woman herself so her ex- mm-hmm. her pressure f- comes from being a woman a marginalized community there too but maybe a white man walking down the street that usually has no worries unless you're part of a marginalized community like obviously that's not a one size fits all obviously yeah. there are some people who do have pressures and their own existences too when they say walk down the street but it when you're a part of a marginalized community you just feel so much like it's not insecurity but you just feel so much like anxiousness sometimes that obviously it comes and goes like it's not you're like you're constantly anxious just being a part of the community but like you just feel it a lot different than somebody who isn't mm-hmm. and even the different like marginalized communities have different feelings about how their existence themselves like mm-hmm. obviously the experience of like a person of color versus someone a part of the lgbtq community like they have different experiences but a lot of it overlaps like kind of like a venn diagram yeah i know for sure mm-hmm. especially if you like belong to both yeah mm-hmm. especially belong to both that's a really good point i think I guess the issue with people who are marginalized mm-hmm. is like you are not constantly, but it's just like brought up so much throughout the day of like the group you belong to. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like me being black and me being a woman, I feel like there's so many simple instances as I grow up my day that I'm reminded that I'm a black woman. Mm-hmm. And I feel that itself exhausting. is pressure too. Yeah, yeah it's you exhausting. feel the need to have to submit yourself to your identity like that your visible or your respective identity that Mm -hmm. there's just so many like not necessarily labels too but so many expectations yeah Mm. and like i definitely feel what you were talking about about like kind of mitigating other people's Mm -hmm. reactions of you Mm -hmm. because you don't know like i don't know if this person i'm going to interact with is going to be like racist Mm -hmm. or very misogynistic or whatever it may be you don't know if they're like super transphobic or like whatever Mm -hmm. your ism is So I think it's hard, whereas, like, someone who's, like, a white cisgender straight man isn't going to have to be, like, I just, I wonder how this person's going to perceive me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of like you have to look over your shoulder Mm -hmm. in a sense that you existing within whatever respective community you exist in, like, you always have to kind of look over your shoulder and make sure you're not maybe acting a certain way or just expressing your identity to a point where, like, it would make maybe say that cisgendered male uncomfortable and then mm-hmm. next thing you know you have a racist man in your face yeah. or you have a transphobic man in your face and mm-hmm. that's just not something that people outside of marginalized communities really have to necessarily exist in mm-hmm. most of the time but like no for sure it's actually on a very small note um like me and Dina were talking about this while we were driving here I was talking about how I shot my shot recently at this guy mm-hmm. but he was a white guy so listen to the interracial relationships episode. But um, <laughs> love like, that for you. Yeah, love that for me. Um, and obviously, like white women are marginalized people because they're mm-hmm. women. But one of the things I kind of expressed to Dean, I was like, it was interesting when I was shooting my shot at him because I had to take a second to think, like, do you like black girls? But like, 
I don't know if white women ever mm-hmm. freaking think that. Like, do you like white girls? Because the default is yes. White women. I do like white but girls. It's like, I really, yeah. I had to think about it. Like before I said anything, I was like, maybe I have to think about it, mm. and maybe I should creep him to figure out if he might like black girls. That's why mm-hmm. I only shoot my shot at black guys, and honestly, pretty much never do that anyway. So <laughs> it's just like hard. And happy y'all still like white girls. So. <laughs> Oh, wow. So that's the tea. That's the tea. Lydia's here for some wigs today. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. But, yeah. And honestly, like, on that point, too, like, you existing, like, that that white man is going to look at you and be like, oh, do you like black girls? But you never really hear that when it comes to, say, white people. Like, yeah. you just have a default there. Like, oh, if it's a person of color, then maybe they don't like that that type of person of color. Like, they only like maybe Asians or like they only like yeah, black. Or light you never skin, hear that yeah. about white. Like, you never hear white people say like, oh, I don't like other white people. <laughs> no, you literally don't. It literally doesn't happen. I don't like I'm thinking in my head. Like, the only people that I can hear say that is like those white girls that just like black guys. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's actually true. Yeah. Or even like for trans women, like. You're like if a trans woman like wanted to like hit on a guy, then it's like oh yeah, I can't because if they're imagine. heterosexual, like I can't even imagine what it feels like for them because they're mm-hmm. like I like men, I'm, I'm a heterosexual woman, but this guy for whatever reason doesn't feel like like he doesn't want to date someone who's not cisgender. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. That is probably so difficult. Honestly, just this overlap with all these marginalized communities, it just creates chaos. And yeah. it's like at that point, it's like, are you just supposed to take what's like what's not given to you but whoever approaches you you're supposed like to just, you're like you're settling kind of yeah doesn't like, that you know like what i mean like you're it never does. you can never yeah like that's fucked up it is sad it and is. like these episodes truth? are so sad yeah <laughs> and it just makes you kind of reflect on yourself you're like wow did i really settle because that was the only thing i could get yeah and, yeah and we were talking about this earlier like People who you're like partners with, your relationships in general, really, really affect your mental health. Mm. Really, really affect your self perception and the mm. way you love yourself and what is worth loving about yourself. Mm. Like when people really do tell me that they love the podcast, like I really feel like I, that's how I highlight like the pinpoints of myself. I'm like, I have a really good podcast. Like all these people like this podcast. Like of course I have a good podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but if no one said anything about it, maybe I wouldn't. It'd be like okay, like the podcast is cool, but yeah. like the no, people, yeah. You know, like it's a platform that you're putting out for other people, yeah. and I think that's that's kind of true about yourself. And part too. of it comes from the engagement of people too. Exactly. So if you're not getting that engagement, you're like, hmm, what's up? Yeah, and that's part of being a human being as well mm-hmm. is the engagement with other people, how they perceive you, and and interaction with other people. Mm-hmm. Like, Preach so it, Dina. yeah, other people definitely do affect your mental health and your self perception. But like, I definitely want to talk about self love a little bit more, and just like, how can you determine if you're someone that is like. If you have self-love, can you have self-love mm-hmm. but then not be confident? Can you, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's all these things where I'm like, because we did have an episode about confidence called Bad Bitch University. Um, go listen to it. It's actually and I think a really my, good episode. And I think my question here, too, is self-love from these marginalized communities. Because that experience oh, could like be something completely self-love? different. Learning self-love while like also existing woman. in that marginalized yeah. community. I think oh, it's a lot easier now to, like, um, mm-hmm. find self-love. Just because a lot of black culture is really, really um, popping. I mean, it's always been popping, but like, you know, like it's becoming mainstream. Like, yeah, mainstream, like brown skin girl. Like, if I grew up listening to that shit, like, are you I know. dumb? Me and Dina just came from uh, like this thing called collateral damage. It's just like a party with bands, mm-hmm. and one of Galila, who was on the podcast. Yeah, oh my yeah, god, yeah. this we always talk about the podcast, but um, she was on the parenting podcast. Please listen to it. Her daughter was there, and we were playing brown skin girl, and I was and like, she's what? so happy. She was like she's dancing. So happy. I'm like. 
how amazing for your mental health, right? And like she's a like a little gr- black girl. She's like growing that. up with a mom that like went through a natural hair journey and like all this Aww. shit. And it's just like, dude, like if I grew up with this, like shit would be different. Yeah. I think it would be different, but I don't know, whatever. Everything happens for a reason. Or whatever the fuck. Mm. Like, I yeah. guess. Yeah. It's all a learning process. But like, I just feel like self love is like, I don't know. Like, is it like moving in silence or is it like being someone who like posts about. Like post pictures of themselves on the gram all the time. What's your version of self love? Yeah. Like if you were to define self love for yourself as an individual, what would you say? For me, I mean, I think I do love myself. Mm -hmm. Um, for the most part, like I like. Obviously, everyone has some insecurity about themselves. You know what I mean? Like I like who I am. I like Mm -hmm. who I've become. I like all the things that I've done for myself. I have a lot of intrinsic value and things that I value about myself that aren't physical, which I think is really Mm -hmm. important. Um, so yeah, like I think I have, I have self-love in that aspect, but I just, it's, it's obviously an everyday struggle. Um, I think your physical appearance can affect your self-love a lot. Um, even if you don't really necessarily want it to. And then I think also interactions with people, um, mostly like people like men, like (laughs) in romantic settings, like I feel like that can affect my like self-love a lot because it's like why doesn't this person like me or like you know what i mean yeah, like things no, like sure. that mm-hmm. i think probably that or like things like um not getting opportunity like getting passed up for opportunities like jobs and things like school f- mm-hmm. school things and all that kind of stuff i think that all affects my my self-love too what's i'm not your, even answering the question what, what's your favorite quality about yourself do you know <laughs> Um, I like my my intellect and I like my music taste. I like those things about myself. She has myself. a good vocabulary. What about you, Lydia? What's your favorite um, quality about yourself? My favorite quality about myself is that this is kind of getting like because like even just look the hesitation baby. here too like that itself shows something why? about self love. Yeah, it does. And you want to know motherfucking why? Because women what? are not taught to brag about themselves. We're taught to be humble. Like I have to be humble. I feel like I kind of knew um, the answer. Like, like I, I know. The yeah. <laughs> like I know the answer. Let's hear I, it. What is it? I think I'm really, this is like, it's an all-encompassing word, but I think I'm like a cute girly. Like, I think I'm really funny. I like my smile. I like my size of body and like mm-hmm. voice and like teeth to gum ratio. Like, I think I'm just a what cute girly. <laughs> like, just like getting, I thought we were talking about like, like, like tell, it's hard to describe. Tell her describe. she's wrong, though. She is a ray of sunshine. Thank you. She's like, I just wrong. feel like when I look at this in the mirror, like, I, like, I Honestly, damn, if no. I were to put... Like, Lydia schooled my answer. I'm... I was like, I have, like, my mind. I'm, like, going, man. Like, no, Dina like, briefly good. talks about men. <laughs> then there's Lydia there's coming Lydia, out here like, with. I think I'm, like, a little cute girl. <laughs> no, like, when I see myself in the mirror, I give, I let out a little giggle. Like, I think I'm a little cute Honestly, girl. Like, I just want to hug myself. Lydia, <laughs> if I were to put her as a color, she'd be a nice bright yellow. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but I guess, so what is my self-love and, like, mm-hmm. what affects my self-love? Um, I think all the points that Dina said were right. Like, people who are around you. you and, like, the actions you do really do um, mm-hmm. affect your self-love. I think, for me, I've always told myself that the person who you want to be, the person that you love so much is within you, mm-hmm. right? Like, all the aspects that you love about whatever music, musician that you like, like whether the way they behave and mm-hmm. stuff, like I truly believe that it's actually within you and you're just finally seeing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like um, if, you, if you're someone who like really, really appreciates art but you don't think you're creative, it's like a receptor for that creativity mm-hmm. is within you. You're just appreciating it from someone else. Exactly. There's no way you'd be able to appreciate that if you don't have, have that within something you. In, yes. Exactly. I, think- I always tell people like, 
the perfect person in your head that you wish you could be, like, you won. You got it. Like, you just yeah. need to work towards it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think the issue with me, I guess, is, like, I express so much love for the future Lydia that sometimes mm-hmm. I get distracted and I forget to say how much I love myself in the now. Yeah. Because when I think about who I was a year from now mm-hmm. or a year past, um, there's so many changes. And I know that, like, Lydia from 2018 would have been like, whoa, like, yeah. 2019 is popping. And it's like, you know, you haven't reached your full potential yet. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you know, especially when you're someone who's super, super self-aware, like, I am very self-aware like to like like very self-aware so it's like i am i'm very aware of like my faults but also like my potential to grow exactly and where i want to see myself and i think a big word here too is comfort mm-hmm. being not necessarily just comfortable with who you are but comfortable with the path you're on and the comfortable with where you want to mm-hmm. go with yourself like where you want to see yourself develop the things you find within yourself the things you realize about yourself just being comfortable with something yeah. like that because you I, see your self-worth yeah. kind of change once you feel more comfortable with yourself yeah. yeah, and I think your self-love and your self-worth is also, like, a lot of the times, like, doing things for yourself, not doing things for other people's validation, mm-hmm. or not avoiding doing things because of thinking of how other people are going to react. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, the, that girl that's posting a picture sitting on her sink with her ass out, like, maybe that, maybe that's her, like... Like, stop she, telling like, girls that do that, that they're insecure. Like, yeah, stop, it's not every day insecure. telling girls like, that, like... Stop telling girls what to do because females are independent. Exactly. Yeah, and, like, stop telling people that, like if they post an ass pic they don't respect themselves like, like maybe they actually respect themselves a fucking lot and it's that girl that is like so Never. like um goody two shoes that doesn't respect herself like you mm-hmm. don't know and like i don't think like i think respecting I think and loving yourself to claim like ownership over someone and yeah. like how they should be acting and like you i don't think you should fault someone for no. not loving themselves it's a hard thing to do and yeah. like we're all on yeah. that like why are you gonna be like why are you shaming love someone yeah. like okay like it's hard out here like <laughs> no facts but yeah i guess my point is is like appreciate who you're becoming that's great because i feel like a lot mm-hmm. of people do i think who have self-love um, do understand that they're going to grow into a greater mm-hmm. person, but mm-hmm. don't like don't forget to stop and appreciate who you are now. The present, enjoy the present. Enjoy don't the keep present. focusing on the future. Yeah, yeah, like obviously focus on the future. Improve. Always want to improve. There is a tomorrow. There is a day after. Like you have time. You have mm-hmm. like you have time to grow yourself. But enjoy who you are now. Because yeah. take you're going to be taking that and molding it into something else based mm-hmm. off of that present. Yeah. If you can make a list of things that you want to be, you can make a list of things that you've improved in the past mm-hmm. year. Preach it. Facts. Anyways, Trask, what is your favorite thing about yourself? Aww. Honestly, my favorite thing about myself is the way I sometimes maybe think things or analyze things is just I sometimes really want to set myself outside of the box when I approach, like, whether it be school-related, like, interpersonal relationships and stuff like that. I want to try and take as much bias as I possibly can out of it and understand new perspectives. Wow. So analyze things, like, the way I analyze people, the way the I Earth analyze situations. My Virgo just screamed at me here. Yeah. Like Master screamed. Because, <laughs> like, yes. the way, because, like, I also want to always have myself in a position where I can't push how I see things and how I view things onto other people Mm -hmm. so I want to understand where they're coming from so I have to analyze something Mm -hmm. like that like oh why do they think this way so I like to get to know the information about like maybe people or get to know the information about the situation just so I'm Mm -hmm. able to put something that's rational that doesn't obviously put someone down because I think that's the worst thing you can do for someone and their self love is to put them down like oh what you're doing is real. like you can say like what they're doing is bad like help them understand but like you need to stop doing this like just constantly putting the negative on them like oh maybe this isn't the best way to go about this like this is like maybe some like some helpful like 
contributions to them and maybe they can take it, maybe they don't. I just like to look at things and try and take away as much bias and analyze things just to kind of bring more rationality instead of emotion into it. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. If you couldn't tell them a Virgo. Team logic. Yeah. Team Earth yeah. sign. Wow. We're, we're air signs, so but we like to, yeah. yeah, I know you are, but... <laughs> we both love to analyze. Yeah. No, me and Lydia are air signs, so we're, like, kind of, a, like, a little bit delusional sometimes. Mm, this but, year, like, we're a delusional. We just but, love like, to we, analyze so much that it almost gets a little airy. <laughs> like, that's, like, more you. Yeah. I'm, like, kind of just delusional sometimes. And I'm not even delusional. I'm, like, Lydia, self-aware of delusional. I'm a, I'm a raging Gemini. Oh, a Gemini. Mm. Like a my mom. Gemini queen. Gemini. Um... I had a point, but I like honestly forgot it. Um, you know, it's just hard being a smart woman. So much shit going on in my brain, like <laughs> just so much has been going on in Dina's life, guys. Yeah. No, I'm honestly no. <laughs> but um, I also wanted to talk about social media and like, how do you guys think mm. social media affects your your mental health? I think it's one of the key things. Because I think it's like it's just so freaking easy to like compare yourself to other people mm -hmm. and to see what other people are doing. Like when I scroll through my Facebook and I'm like, cool, like everyone I fucking know is going to med school. And what am I doing? Fucking nothing. Working at the mall <laughs> with a degree in my room. So, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm doing with my life. Like, I th yeah. yeah, I think it's like so inevitable that like social media does mm. and can fuck up your mental health. But I will say this, in the same way that ment or social media, like, knocks my mental health, it is, like, the reason I grew up so confident because mm -hmm. I'm really lucky that for whatever reason, when I was really young, I found, like, a lot of body-posy people online, mm -hmm. um, all the people that inspire me, especially being in London, because there's not that many. It's people who are like me aren't as accessible to me around me. Of course. A lot of people who have the same, like, interests. Uh, interests aren't always around me. Well, I have to also because really London's very vanilla, so. Yeah, that's also true. So... I think seeing people who inspire me so much, seeing people who, um, like, aren't the norm. I never followed, like, the Kardashians. I never followed IG baddies. Like, I just never gave a shit. Mm -hmm. So, like, following people who are models who um, are people who just, like, are doing them and are famous because they literally are just so confident out of their own bodies, mm -hmm. I think has helped me so, so, so much. Like, there's nothing more powerful for me to see is, like, see some, like, black woman, like, black trans thick woman online doing her thing confident as fuck mm -hmm. and like not giving a shit about what other people are saying about her i'm like yeah you're right you're doing amazing and i also think too social media has brought a lot of good interpersonal connections too like that you necessarily wouldn't be able to do just living in say just london but even mm -hmm. within london too like you're able to connect with people that you wouldn't necessarily be able to before because mm -hmm. maybe there's distance maybe there's just situations that you aren't like existing in at the same time but the social media allows you to kind of meet new people uh, interact with people differently and just kind of in a sense get even more opinions brought into your perspectives yeah for mm -hmm. sure and like i know a lot of people who will listen to this podcast and think like oh like i really relate to you and dina and it's like thank you like i'm glad that you found us through social media mm -hmm. and now your mental health is a little better having a little better day you know what i mean like it's nice mm -hmm. to get a bit more personal how do you think mental health affects you like your mental health is affected by social media for you guys on like a personal level I think, like, definitely seeing, like, a lot of just, like, especially on Instagram, like, seeing so many, like, very, very, very beautiful girls. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, cool. Like, I'm fucking ugly. <laughs> and then I think, like, that can, you know what I mean? Um, when I, like, follow too many, like, IG baddies and stuff <laughs> like that. And that's why I, like, have to just follow them on my Finsta. And then, like, so if I don't want to see it, like, I don't have to see it. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, like, that, it, it, I think it just sets you up with unrealistic expectations about 
kind of what you're supposed to look like all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think not like for me personally, that can kind of affect me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Also, it's hard because I don't know if it's always. I mean, I already mentioned that I never follow live G baddies. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I think it's even harder when it's people that you kind of know. Mm-hmm. So you like can't unfollow them because you know them in like social yeah. media politics. And knowing your luck, you'd unfollow them the next. You know, you're seeing them the I don't next know. day. Like, like hmm, no one that I know like ever like. <laughs> not like you know what, what I mean? Like I'm just like. No, I don't know. Just like social media manners, you know what I mean? Like sometimes there's someone it's on like your etiquette. Feet. Etiquette. There you go. That's etiquette. the word. And I think I something important too is social media nowadays with the day of the finsta. That's where a lot of people post a lot of things about their, their mental, own mental health, health like, they, like how they're doing. But it's in a private setting where only like their close friends see. Yeah, and then you see their real Insta, and they're mm-hmm. posting the same day like some fucking like ass pic or like <laughs> bikini pic, and then so, on their so finsta gal. like crying. Yeah, and that's so so. No. <laughs> Honestly, we love I'm that girl screaming. to death. No, and honestly, the crazy thing is, too, what I remind myself is, like, I do the exact same thing. Like, think about your friends, like, their Finstas, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know what it took for them to get that photo. Mm-hmm. But I <laughs> and also... you know what it took for you to get that photo. No one else is different. <laughs> yeah. like, and I also think, no too, one. like, when people, like, uh, talk about, say, their mental health and their Finsta, too, like, I think that's also really, in a sense, like, confident of them too that they're willing to put themselves out there put themselves vulnerable for people to see Mm -hmm. and for maybe even someone just to reach out and be like oh are you doing well like okay i have a question i feel like i never reach out i (laughs) I just watch it and i'm like oh shit i feel that yeah i guess it also depends on the type of person too (laughs) (laughs) like if it was like lydia i'd be like are you okay but like yeah but also like another thing but also in relation to Finsta like how do we feel because I do this and I feel like everyone does this Mm -hmm. but I'll drag myself you know making your uh, mental health a joke if that makes sense Mm. not a joke as in like it doesn't matter but a joke as in like everything's a joke that's how I freaking deal man that's how I deal that's a coping mechanism but then what do you do and is that self harm and is that self harm no I think it's just funny sometimes like hey guys I'm depressed as shit. Sometimes I will say this. <laughs> it's just like it's just like relatable. Like you know, like I think a comedy is. Really <laughs> You're calling it a comedy. No, honestly though, I will say this. Sometimes I'm out. <laughs> I don't know. I will say this. I think that okay, obviously there's a difference between mental health and like an issue happening. Right? Of course. So let's say like, ugh, I was feeling this guy and you know he rejected me. I feel like making it a joke on my Finsta <laughs> does help my mental health. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, this wasn't that big of a deal. All my friends and I are laughing. This is gonna be perspective. Exactly. If you're like having like an anxiety episode, obviously that's like, I don't know. There's nothing to make. There's nothing that can make that that funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? In yeah. the moment, especially. Yeah, that's like, true. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. there's a difference between like having like an illness moment and like having a issue. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of people will be on their Finsta like, yeah, I'm really depressed and like. So what? I haven't yeah. Slept. Like you know what I mean. So I what do we days, do? Like yeah. guys, work is killing me. Like all this stuff. Like what yeah. do we do at that point? Say from. Because it's like yeah, that's not actually. You're right. It's kind of fucked. Dina's like wow. Because I think <laughs> I, mean, it is I don't funny do that to make on my Finsta personally, issues. but like. Honestly, Dina's Finsta. Wow, which is some I, of the things. I honestly don't post on it anymore. I know you don't, I, but I like some of like, the content on there, though. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's honestly just me posting screenshots of guys in my DMs. Honestly, the best Finsta has to go to Soso, Lil Soso Vert. Yeah. She's <laughs> adding that on her. <laughs> Don't follow her because she will decline you. <laughs> Honestly, she might accept you. Who knows? It really depends who you are. <laughs> she wants that ratio. But yeah, so what? So how do I just like want, I want tips. Um, and then can we give tips on like how to reach out to friends? Because I think it's really mm-hmm. important because 
it's like it's this weird mental health one of those things where it's like you logically can know something you can yep. logically know like one your friend will probably not judge you for mm-hmm. talking to you about it it depends Hopefully. on the friend it, depends it really on the does friend. and it also depends on the relationship you have with that friend too because if you don't have maybe that more intimate friendship where maybe you're just friends like you just mostly joke around with each other and stuff like that yeah. but then you never really get deep with them yeah. so reaching out is kind of makes it awkward in the sense that oh like we haven't been like this with each other so how do I approach that like it makes you kind of think twice about it in a sense yeah, that sure. what's going on like why mm-hmm. so like what how do we approach our friends that we know, that we want to help. Like, let's say there's someone that Let's say, Lydia, you, let's say Dina was something that was going on with Dina. How would you approach Dina to... Okay, I think it would depend on how she told me or how I found out. Mm-hmm. So if it's a Finsta post, I... Probably wouldn't be. Mm. It probably wouldn't be. No. That's the issue, isn't it? I mean, I think I feel that like also... me, I'm, like, very much the type of a person to suffer in silence. So, like... Me too, sweetie. You would have to, like... I don't know what you could do. Like, you would obviously notice a change in my behavior. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know. I'd probably just go ghost, to be honest. And that's what Lydia does. Like, you will, like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Call if, her like, out. I don't Call know if it's out. even, like, a mental health thing. But Lydia will honestly ghost. just go ghost for, like, two weeks. And you just, like, won't talk to her or see her. And I'm like, are you, like, alive? Mm-hmm. Like, if it wasn't CBD. for university <laughs> and the podcast, like, I honestly, like, I don't know where Lydia and I would be, like. She's really Thanks bad at like content. reaching out to people. She's yeah. I'm actually just drinking literally. Honestly, I think Well, on... like it's true, but it's like some people are like that. So it's like I think like it's good to like reach out to your friends. Mm-hmm. Um like uh, if obviously if I haven't seen Lydia in a bit, I'll like message her, like she'll message me and yeah. and so I think it's just like But it also keeping... depends on friendship style. Exactly. Yeah, it's just like our she's very just like Me and Dina don't have the same friendship style. Yeah, me I'm like I'm like FaceTime, I'm like alone. Uh, yeah, it's because <laughs> it's one of my coping mechanisms to never be alone with my thoughts so that, like, I don't have to think about myself. So you don't have to myself. suffer in silence. And then <laughs> and I like being alone. And Lydia's <laughs> like, mm, I'll talk to you in two weeks. This was a good hangout. Next week when we <laughs> week record we'll the lit. podcast. Yeah. And I'm like, See Lydia, like, it's not everyday podcast. Like, we have a friendship outside of a podcast. It's true. Lydia's and then, like, like I think sometimes we, we forget that, too, because we are... <laughs> We're partners. <laughs> this is actually a therapy session right now. It is. I don't know why this is getting so like emo. <laughs> well, we're talking about like mental health. There's not just all good mental health. Like I know, but like yeah. anyways. So how would yeah? So how would how would you reach out to me? I'd just be like, yo, Lydia. Honestly, I know exactly what Dina would say though. Like Dina would message you and be like, "Are you well?" <laughs> not not in those words particularly, but like something along those lines. Yeah, I'd just be like, "Hey, like I haven't heard from you, like or like." Like how are you? Like that's like this is what I would just send. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then from there, then I would like set up something to like hang out with you if you were down. Okay. If not, then like give you your space. Like whatever it's it is that hard. you need. Yeah, it's just hard because like even like if even if I receive that or even thrown back at you guys, like if someone was just like, "How are you?" Like, is it your inclination to say like, "Hey, by the way, I'm depressed"? No, like, but like, I would be like, saying? "Hey, that's like, point. I'm worried about you," type thing. You know what I mean? Like, not, "Hey, how are you?" But like, or like, "Hey, like, hey I'm just uh, wondering you, how you've been." Like, like you're my, not yeah. posting. Like, you're like, like, are you okay? Or I've been seeing something. Maybe like you've been posting some like emo stuff. Like, yeah, I've been noticing like you've been a little bit more emo usual than, than it would be usual, less. But... Yeah, it would be less. How are you? More, are you okay? Yeah. Okay. But then how do you identify that within your friends if you feel mm. like certain behaviors are normative? 
Because like we said in the beginning, what would we mention about like harmful traits mm-hmm. that are sometimes indicators of bad mental health, right? Like it's how like, can we these indicate are things that, that someone's we all just not well. practice. These are things that we yeah, all practice. Yeah, because it's like, when is it just like, maybe you just like partying or maybe you're yeah. like Some people love partying. Your pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe you just like weed. And Who maybe, knows? Like, and maybe because you think that like in high dosages that would be a little bit negative, maybe that other person doesn't. So how do, would you approach that and say, well, mm-hmm. I think you going out every weekend is awful, but that other person maybe doesn't think that way. Maybe they're actually living their best life. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It's like obviously really different for everyone. Like someone like, who's like, who isn't like me, who like can like not interact with someone for two weeks like <laughs> if Dina did that like I would think something is wrong like if I just didn't talk Honestly, to you if I didn't, yeah I'd be like if oh. I didn't see any activity from Dina like not even necessarily just talking to her but like if Dina was like ghost for a week I would think something is wrong I would think she's probably dead but to me it's like I'm just chilling going to work you know like hanging out with mm-hmm. other people like I just like meet other people it's like I don't know yeah that's true I don't know like I think when I start spending like a lot of time by myself, I get sad. So I'm. Just, like, I do too, honestly. Like, I don't know, and I think it's weird, and I think it's like I think it's probably reflective of me needing to work on my own mental health. Yeah. Okay. Because I think I should be okay to be by myself, mm-hmm. and I think especially you people who are relationship jumpers and be getting like breaking up with someone and then being in an, another relationship like That's, two weeks later, that is sickening. Like it's actually <laughs> sickening. Like guys, that is not good for you. Like I is like. Someone who constantly needs to be in a relationship. Yeah, like, you need to work on your mental health, like, and learn how to be out of a relationship. Learn to be yourself instead of whatever couple you are, whatever ship you are. Yeah. But anyways, this is getting real long. Um, This was honestly, like, I needed this episode, I think. Just to, like, At least still cut some of this out, though. (laughs) No. (laughs) It's all staying in there. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I will cut some of it out. Um... Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much, Trask, for being on the episode. Thank you very much for having me, both of you beautiful women. Thank you. Oh, anytime. Um, if you ever want to be on the podcast, like, people, like, you can pitch us ideas, man. Like, people really... You can be on the podcast on the condition that you give us the topic you want to talk about. Yeah, people are always like, put me on. And I'm like, for what, though? And even They're if like, just you can't me. pitch a topic, at least pitch some ideas for whatever topic they have already pre-selected. Here. Yeah, or, like, if you, for example, Lydia... Um, Galila was on the parenting episode. She just she was like she was a new parent, like something that you have, like you have some perspective on that you can add. Or even interested to, convers- to the conversation. Yeah, we always like having people on. So let us know. Um, other than that, you know, follow us on the socials. You already know what it is: Instagram, our retweet podcast, YouTube, Spotty, SoundCloud, podcast app. Yeah, everything, everything. Trust and me, follow it's us great on our content. personals and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Lydia Mahari. <laughs> Lydia is now doing her own promo. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much to everyone for watching, listening, yes. whatever you're doing. Um, you know, we love y'all. Make sure you send a review. Just say sick on an Apple podcast. Yep. I actually haven't checked it. So if you've left a review, I said I was going to like show people out and I honestly haven't done it. I'm so sorry. But love y'all. Bye. 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 Bye.